Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. This will be our last episode of 2021, which, lol, I actually hate when people are like, I'll, this is the last time I'll see you this year, <laughs> or like, the last work day of the year, or, um, well, I've just been thinking about this a lot because, um, spoiler alert, Jordan moved to Denver. We're very excited for her. Thank you. But this is something that we've been talking about is like, this is the last time that we'll walk in this parking garage together. <laughs> and lots of like last times that are like um, mostly funny, but also it's true. So it's true that this is our last episode of the year. Yeah. So you don't like when people Long say... Long way of saying that. <laughs> you don't like when people say like, see you next year or like, I'll do this next year. No, I hate it. <laughs> Classic. But you know that's how we have to end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Hear us next year. <laughs> well, I've been thinking about it too because not only did I move, but I've been loving taylor's recaps of her faves and of her followers faves on her instagram stories so (laughs) go check those if you're smart because it's really fun and it's really crazy to be like wow that really did come out this year wow that especially tv shows because i mean for all the tv that we watch it's like wow white lotus (laughs) it's crazy a show i i really think might have been my favorite one of my favorite definitely in my top three new shows this year and i'm like that was this year wow yeah maybe we should have like um done like an end of year wrap up oopsie i didn't think about that at all but yeah it's hard when really important tv things are happening right up to the last week of the year there's a lot there's a lot of (sighs) a lot of good good stuff out there Mm mm-hmm and also a lot of good stuff ending because this episode, <laughs> long intro to say, this episode will be covering the series finales of Insecure and Dickinson. So we will get into those two shows after we talk about TV news because it's been a while. There's some very hot things that happened over the last few weeks one of those things is super like ice what's the opposite of ice cold fire yeah fire (laughs) burning hot (laughs) we got some fire content for you um one of which is atlanta they told us the release date which is going to be March 24th and they also released a full-length trailer which I know I keep saying this but it was an amazing trailer top tier trailer I usually don't really enjoy trailers but it was really good and looks like they're back to being perfect it's like yeah like we've had so long to kind of get used to life without Atlanta it's like Mm-hmm. Remember how good this show is? I can't wait. And I can't wait to binge it all again because I haven't I haven't watched Atlanta like the seasons we do have in a million years either. Well, and that's kind of what happens. It's like I forget about it and then I remember when this happened the last time I binge watched the first season and 
I was like, oh yeah, I forgot really like how good this show is. So same. Um, that is a perfect segue into um my first piece of news is that another really amazing trailer dropped for one of our fave shows, Search Party. Um, they dropped the trailer <laughs> and yes. the final season starts streaming January seventh, which is next week. And and it's all the episodes. I didn't even know that. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, that's what our friend John Early tweeted. He said all eps of final season on HBO marks one seven is what he said. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> oh my gosh. We are so blessed. It looks wild. Like, it uh-huh. Deranged. Did she start a cult? slash um mlm market yes. like pyramid scheme that's how it's looking to me can't wait to see it all go down i can't wait jeff goldblum is involved as we've reported before but seeing him in in the mix is really fun um and you know what just came to my mind his character granted i've only seen the trailer but his character reminds me a lot of john early's character in um losa spookies you're so right Oh my gosh. Very interesting and very fun. Um my last piece of news is that they released images of the new um Theranos document or not documentary, but actual television show with Amanda Seafried as Elizabeth Holmes. It's called The Dropout and it's premiering on March 3rd. And, I mean, the stills look, I mean, she looks good. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, there's not a lot to a black turtleneck, blonde hair, and some lipstick, you know, but. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued, especially because I feel like it's been, we're kind of removed from when um, the Theranos documentary came out. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, okay, yeah, like, we've had some time to kind of sit with it instead of, it's like. All, it feels like the like, Tiger King stuff, for example, is coming out like way too close to Tiger King original content. Yes. And so it's like, I like that we've had a few years. Um, And yeah, I'm intrigued too. I don't, I don't feel the burnout like I do with other kind of things that they keep trying to crank out really fast. Like Britney stuff, for example. Like just kind of let it yeah. be, let Britney be. And so I'm fine with some Elizabeth Holmes exploitation, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> i'm welcoming it um they dropped a nice long trailer for euphoria new season yes another great i feel are they just getting really good at making these trailers because these trailers are bomb um mm-hmm. the euphoria trailer was so so good um yeah really intriguing like i need to watch it i haven't watched it yet it's you'll i mean you'll love it it's all the people you want to see you know um Mm -hmm. but also revealing nothing like just giving us more questions and yeah it looks great and that is that is starting up january 9th it'll be interesting watching that one week to week i know because i did you how did you watch it again did you watch it live or did you i binged it late no i binged it i binged it right as it after it ended the last season ended so okay um 
Yeah, but I feel like it's a show I want to watch week to week because I, so many people watch it and mm-hmm. talk about it and is a one that I wouldn't want to be spoiled. 100%. The HBO Twitter cycle, like, it's almost as good as the show, like watching the shows. It's so fun. Agree. And I was just thinking about what makes me want to wait to watch a show versus and binge it versus like watch it week to week. And I just determined that I think first season shows I like to binge. Mm. And then once I'm invested, I like to watch it week to week because I think that's kind of how I operate. Like people would be like, beg me to watch a show. And it's like the very first season. They're like in the middle of the first season. And it's like, nah, I'm okay waiting. So just for my 20 seconds of thought, I think that is how it is for me (laughs) no I think that's I would never really thought about that separation but it makes sense sometimes I don't I'm like okay I kind of want to see what the reactions are to this finished first season like do I want to commit to that and um yeah like I've I felt like that with Ted Lasso and then it was worth committing to you know so Mm -hmm. I never really I never really thought about it watch as much tv as us you gotta, we ha- we need to, we can't commit ourselves to mediocre TV. It's really hard for us. It really is. We did it a couple times this year. <laughs> we did not enjoy it. AKA the one. I was going, when I was making my like year end list, I was like, what is this TV show called the one that I watched? And then I like looked up, I was like, oh yeah, it's that one show that Jordan and I both hate. Oh my gosh. Well, it's just so hard because like. What a waste of a week. Even shows that like are not amazing or aren't that good, like um what was that show with adrian gurney clickbait clickbait at least still Mm -hmm. had a lot to talk about like the one was kind of just like this is it's boring and there's not really much to say that's how boring it is clickbait not really a good show but there's a lot to critique and talk about and Mm -hmm. so and that so that it made it worth watching at least even if i wouldn't necessarily recommend it but it's like at least there's something to talk about totally Agree. My last piece of news is that they announced that <clears throat> Bridgerton season two is dropping March 25th. Um, That's further away than I was anticipating. I know, especially because I feel like it was, I just, I feel like they're usually kind of like dropping it at the same time of year and it was Christmas last year or like right after Christmas or something. And I wonder if it'll lose steam because of that timing because I feel like a lot of people watched it over Christmas because they had nothing else better to do Mm -hmm. and like weren't working and lots of people were online talking about it yeah I mean I think you're right I think that was the the totally the momentum and we all were like wow this reggae Jean Page guy is so hot um and (laughs) this like now we don't even have him I know like he's literally gonna be not even seen maybe a photo in Mm -hmm. someone's locket or something (laughs) (laughs) but like we already know the brother we already know we don't really like the brother that much so that he's the main guy is kind of lame you know so it'll it'll be interesting we have some good things to look forward to yeah for sure new year definitely all right with all of that said for our top three this week we are ranking our top three favorite tv friend squads and this is coming off of our 
beloved and secure. They have a great squad. That's like, I, yes, I would love to be a part of their squad. And so these are mostly squads we would, actually, we can each talk about how we determined our squad choosing. Um, I'll go first since I'm talking already. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and having a hard time um, making sen- uh, sentences with periods. Um, <laughs> We're I- out of practice. We're out of practice. It's okay. We really are. When I was choosing my squads, I had a couple of requirements, It which were, these were squads I would actually want to be a part of. Um, and they were actually like just friends. They didn't like work together or like have some other tie. It was strictly like they were just friends. And then also I don't like the squads that had like a lot of inter-squad dating. Um, for example, like the OC, they're a great squad, but not a great friend squad that I would, cause they're just like two couples that date each other and other people occasionally, you know? Mm-hmm. 100%. So with that said, though, I will say that my number three squad, I think in the end, <laughs> there is a little bit of inter-squad dating because it's Lizzie McGuire with Miranda, Gordo, and Lizzie. Great squad. And Lizzie and Gordo date, right? That's yes. That's what's determined. But here's the thing. You don't actually see them date. You just see that like it's he true. has a crush on her and then she kisses him in the yearbook. And like that's... That's it, you know? Except, for, I mean, and even in the movie, they kiss and obviously have the airplane shoulder sleeping, which is yes. huge. Yes. But they don't, we don't actually don't see them as a couple. Like, so them. I feel like that. Yeah. Like we, that follows your rules. That follows your rules. Okay, good. I felt like I was cheating already on my own rules that I made for myself, but Um, I think the reason why I don't like it is because they always inevitably end up breaking up and it's always a storyline of like keeping the, who friend, who are the friends loyal to blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then they always end up getting back together. So thank you for supporting me in my choice of Lizzie McGuire. You're very welcome. Um, I did not set those rules for myself. So some of the squads on my list do have inter-squad dating, but it really shows how hard it is to find squads where that's not part of their plot lines, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, it's hard because nothing really compares to the squad on Insecure. Like that would be their top tier. Yeah, that's like the unspoken number one in this top three. But my number three, because I had this long list of, of squads that I was like, I don't I don't know about these. They're weird. And so I went for the squad that um, they're all, they're students together. And so it is kind of like a coworker vibe, I guess. But they're all so random that I do like the element of having a squad of people that would never be friends otherwise. And that's community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying to make guess that it was who it was and that's who I guessed. Well, wow, I love it. Thank you. Yes. Um. And yeah, I guess that's like, they're kind of a squad, but I think the good thing about the squad is that like, even though they kind of came together without naturally being friends at all, like they literally never would be friends. Otherwise they do have each other's backs more than some of the squads on TV that actually are real, like friends, like actual friends, you know? 
So I, I like and that. They like choose. It's their it's their choice to like stay friends and stay together. Yeah. Where like coworkers, like you have no choice. You're <laughs> stuck with them whether you like them or not. Yeah. Like that's totally not the definition of a squad at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And even within this big group, like the study group is big, but they have like um like they're different they have individual relationships with each other like troy and abed are actually like best friends but they're still within the uh, the grander squad mm-hmm. so there's some I interesting dynamics going on yeah and i like i like a squad that's like big like that where it's like yeah some people are closer than others and like some people aren't friends at all but like we'll still like are still cordial <laughs> and like fine in group settings but it would be really weird if like those two people hung out together yeah it's fun yeah it's fun um all right my number two squad is from never have i ever with debbie fabiola and eleanor they're just cute and fun and they like go through things but they're also there for each other and just like a good example of a girl squad in high school totally yeah they actually like for all of their like the things they go, like their own kind of flaws it's like they actually do learn a lot of important lessons about communicating and like um Davy's like a bad friend at some like at some points of it you know like especially in season one mm-hmm. and so they kind of work through that and yeah they're a power squad for sure thank you um for agreeing with me you're welcome <laughs> we've never had a top three where one of us was just like i don't see that at all (laughs) maybe we should that would be so funny it's like i'm trying to think of like any times that you've said something that i that i never would have thought of it's just that like i'm like oh i totally see your point i never would have thought of it myself but it wasn't Mm -hmm. like i'm like what is she talking about (laughs) i wonder if anyone's listening i wonder if anyone's thought that listening to us like what a horrible answer (laughs) (laughs) honestly i hope so i would like to hear (laughs) let us know because the whole point of top three is that like we have to come up with like it's like debate team almost but like we're just nice about it (laughs) but it's like we have Mm -hmm. to like prove our points you know that's true so if someone just maybe i should be more defensive why my squads are better than your squads i guess but i don't like that really it's just like we're both coming up with our own squads for our own happiness and pleasure yeah exactly yeah we we just like love to like provide um research and like persuade each other and we're just good at persuading each other i guess Hmm. not even persuading each other just to be like look at this thing that i thought of yeah exactly (laughs) it's fun my number two squad again there is there is inner squad dating but for some reason, it it doesn't bother me as much as other other times. But I said sex education. Great answer. Um, especially because, like, it's actually kind of interesting because I feel like you have kind of, like, some Venn diagrams of squads going on. Like, um, you have Otis and um, what's his best friend's name? Eric. You have Otis, you have Otis and Eric, but they're kind of, like, Otis and uh, Maeve are also part of a squad and Maeve is also um with I can't remember her best friend's name but and like then you have all the girls that team up together in season two 
Like there's just like, I feel like almost that whole Mm -hmm. little group of the students is kind of a squad because especially at the end of season three, they all come together, especially I like one of the, one of the most moving things was when, um, that one really, really odd girl, um, they're all like really defensive of her, even though it's like, we don't get her either, but like you, you're like, you can't like put her down and squash her individuality and it's Mm -hmm. like so sweet so i kind of feel like that whole posse is like one giant squad and it's just really sweet friendship and i love them yeah i think that um it's really cool that they have like such a small uh class size because it's they're kind of like again you're forced to be like close with these people that you wouldn't normally be close with because you're spending so much time with them um and in such like a a learning time frame of your life and so um yeah I love it and I wish that my graduating class wasn't a thousand people yeah actually more like 30 (laughs) yeah that's that was my exact high school experience too and like I looked through my yearbook even then, like ba- like now, obviously, there'd be people like, I don't really remember that person. But even like right after graduating and being like, wow, I've never mm-hmm. seen that person in my life. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah, it is kind of sad. Hmm. Great answer. Thank you. Um, My last squad is um, from I May Destroy You, Arabella, <gasps> mm-hmm. Kwame, and Terry. I just feel like the three of them, um, they, like, get really good at, like, communicating even, like, the hard stuff that, like, you don't want to hear but you should hear from your friends. And, like, um, they're just really – they just have, like, a good healthy-ish, like, relation – they have good healthy-ish relationships that, like, for adults that I relate to and enjoyed and learned a lot from watching. Yeah, that's a great answer. Love them. It's also fun because all of yours were like a trio. I know. It's kind of weird how that happened, but it's kind of funny because I also feel like I've just kind of, um, in my personal friend life, I feel like I am always attracted and end up in like these little trios, which is kind of interesting and fun that I also chose that. Yeah. Life imitates art or art imitates life. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Um, that I like. Okay, I was also kind of thinking about the different squad representations of ages and like times of your life. Mm-hmm. And my number one is the Sex in the City foursome. Um, yes, pretty iconic squad, especially because like, um they i don't know they just kind of like view each other as kind of like oh, the place where they can be completely honest um and like vent about what like literally anything that's going on even though they all have very different uh perspectives and like different ways of achieving their goals like they all have like i mean that's kind of the thing about sex in the city is that they were all kind of like each character is a trope of like different ways to live your life and different ways to date and um like just different opinions like how like samantha Mm -hmm. and charlotte for example couldn't be more different but like they're just this iconic 
for some of friends and I've really been enjoying I I think I'm one episode behind on and just like that but I've really been enjoying seeing that even though it's still really sad that Samantha's not in the show though at least Kim Cattrall is not Samantha is still a presence which I I like how they're doing that but we'll probably talk about more about that later but like it's interesting because we were already watching them they're like in their 30s in the original series right and now they're in their 50s Mm mm-hmm and so it's interesting seeing kind of like there's still they still have these strong friendships and and like new kinds of problems that come with just being 20 years older. But it's interesting watching like adult female friendships like that. It's really cool. And um, I think, too, wh- something that I'm enjoying is that like they are kind of letting all the characters be flawed, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. And so it's like, I just like watching the, these, the, their dynamics more than I thought I would. I, I think a lot of us were really scared of this kind of reboot, but I actually have been really enjoying it. And I, and I think a lot of it is because the squad's so strong. Yeah, I really, I was thinking about them too. I was thinking about their squad versus the girls TV show squad. Ooh, yeah. And... I was trying to think through like why the sex in the city squad is more um, ideal to me. And I think it's because I feel like the sex in the city girls are like much more like they allow each other to like have their selfish times, but they, and like they're really there for each other. And like they take turns doing those things where like on girls, it's just like if someone's having a time and someone's not there for them, like, or Like, they all just, like, they have a hard time, like, figuring out when it's appropriate to, like, have the focus be them and when it's appropriate to put all your focus towards someone else in the group. And I feel like they do that pretty well in Sex and the City. Wow, that's so wise. (laughs) Thank you. And I, like, (laughs) it really was. And I feel like there's just so much to analyze. (laughs) Like, this is totally something to, like, write a dissertation on. Like, comparing... The squads, especially those two shows in particular, because it's four women, all mm-hmm. with very distinct vibes from each other. Very interesting. Have we ever compared Sex in the City to girls? Because I feel like we haven't. And now that I am, I'm like, why haven't we before? Because it's like four girls living in New York and dating. But um, yeah, it's true where I feel like the Sex in the City characters, all of them have really likable aspects Uh, likable qualities I guess I should say where in girls it's like a lot of the likable qualities are few and far between (laughs) which I appreciate them both for their own reasons girls feel feels more realistic and sex in the city feels more uh idealistic I guess yeah I I mean I guess that's it makes sense too. Cause it's like sex in the city. I think of as it's a comedy. It's almost a sitcom, like a straight up sitcom, but it's like, it's comedy mm-hmm. first and then like some drama second. And the girls is like the opposite. Like it's definitely a dark comedy, but I would definitely, I think it would be more considered drama first and then also comedy, but second, you know? So For it's sure. like mm-hmm. much to think about. Yeah. I love it. Um, well, with that, I'm so excited because Insecure, uh, 
I guess I should have said this already, but um, because this is th- th- this will be full of spoilers. I'm just there's nothing to talk about with these shows without talking spoilers, especially because they're the final seasons of this show. So I don't really know why anyone would. I mean, I love you if you care to listen to us, even though you haven't watched these shows. That's very kind of you. But if you don't like spoilers, don't listen to this until you've watched. Yeah. Um, Insecure. Uh, moral of the whole story is that the greatest love of all time is Molly and Issa. So beautiful. So beautiful. I mean, I was, there were so many things that made me cry. Just, it was so um, sad to know that it's ending. It was so happy to see these characters, um, especially after everything Issa and Molly went through in the last season, season four. Mm-hmm. And then seeing where they are, like legitimately worked through everything and they just are back and stronger than ever. But then like, I mean, it felt this way when uh, it's Molly's wedding and she and Issa are hugging and crying. It felt like that was just straight up them, like actually Yvonne Orji and Issa Rae talking to each other. And then they confirmed that on Twitter. And it's just like, how can mm-hmm. you watch that without sobbing? Like it was so beautiful. Oh my gosh. I think the other context for how emotional this finale was, was seeing like watching the wind downs they do after the episodes and like seeing Prentice Penny and Issa, like the whole cast and crew, all of them talk about like how this was a game changer for black TV and black pop culture at all and black entertainment. And so seeing it come to a close and like being so important like to the world too, like not just because these characters are so amazingly written and so funny and you just love them, but also that it's like was such a game changer in general. Like that is so powerful. And so it's just like, it's just so emotional to see it end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I've really loved um, reading all of the cast's, uh, tweets about the fi- uh, the final episode and just like yeah Prentice Penny's tweets Yvonne's Jay Ellis um, Issa all of their tweets are just like I can't like them enough and there's like en- so many and um, any insights to it I welcome because yeah it was just done so well and so beautiful and like I feel like I knew all along that this was like a show about friendship like that was like very clear to me but I don't know it just hit so hard in that final episode because it was just like I honestly didn't even care whether or not she ended up with Lawrence even though I'm glad she did because they had the chemistry yeah but um I don't know I was kind of surprised I thought that she might end up with neither of them yeah not that I I don't think it would have changed my perspective either way I'm not like mad that she ended up with Lawrence but again I don't really care because I just am so happy that Molly and Issa were so strong and perfect I completely agree I was actually pretty like I was it almost surprised myself at how little I cared about that like I was really Mm -hmm. I was excited every time they kept like calling each other as the years would go by I loved how they did those time jumps to the birthdays that was really mm-hmm. smart. I thought it was really fun. 
yeah it was mm-hmm. really cool um and then it like it was like a great way for us in like one single episode getting to see where the characters keep growing too you know um mm-hmm. but yeah i was like i'm just i'm just so happy for isa and molly in their own lives and in their relationships with each other that i was like pick nathan pick Lawrence. Lawrence is kind of being an idiot this whole season anyway so i was kind of like <laughs> like with isa specifically um and then he seemed like he was figuring things out on his own like with the baby and so i was just like i don't really like i don't know if they absolutely have to be together but mm-hmm. um yeah like, I, but i think that's kind of why it was good in the end because it was like they wanted to be together yeah they chose they they made the yes. effort and that is so true yeah, it was so good. Honestly, something that I was thinking about was I was like, I am, I'm like more invested of all of the like romantic relationships. I'm much more invested in Molly and Torian than I was with mm-hmm. Issa and Lawrence at that point, which really shocked me. But I like, I was really, it was, it all came back to like Molly's character growth though, because it's been like, I loved that they focused so much on her where she was personally, how much she'd grown and how much of a struggle all of her uh, romantic relationships have been for her throughout the show. And so for her to finally be with someone that Mm -hmm. was like letting her be herself and she was really, really open and good of communicating and he was too. And like, and there's, it's always kind of fun when it's people that like, they basically were enemies, like work enemies before. And then it like, they mm-hmm. finally came together. So I thought that was, was really sweet. such a slow burn. Yeah, it was really good. And it was funny because it's like a slow burn happening right under our noses that like, I didn't even really know. Mm-hmm. I didn't even ever know if he was single before. Like he was just kind of like this jerk at her job. And so I was mm-hmm. really into that. Like his presence beforehand was like to showcase, um, inequality in the workplace and then it turned into like wait we actually do like him and mm-hmm. now we stand and they get married yeah well, i i thought that was really well done um Agreed. speaking of relationships i'm gonna air my one grievance of the season which is i wish we could see kelly in romantic situations and not just be like oh surprise kelly has this boyfriend slash baby daddy i mean it does like fit with her within her character but like even we never even found out how they actually met each other because they just started laughing when people asked (laughs) yes and um it just i i wish we could have seen that a little bit more yeah i totally agree i feel like I think that the other half of the squad is really interesting to think about because like Tiffany, I, the way they do Tiffany's character totally works because she's their friend who Mm -hmm. got married long ago. Um, and she's still in the squad, which is like still cool. Like she still makes time for them for sure. Even when, even before she moves to Denver, which was very, very funny that that is a plot point in this season (laughs) that someone's moving to Denver. Um, even if she hates it. <laughs> I was like, hey, rude. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. I hope that Jordan watches this and is not like, this is a sign. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, it, it's always kind of made sense that we don't really 
we don't dive that deep into Tiffany and it kind of fits her personality. Like she, she loves her friends, but she's always like, she's really self-centered and that's just kind of her thing, you know, but Kelly always wish we could have, we could get more Kelly. Like I literally, if they announced that she's getting a spinoff and it's Natasha Rothwell, just like, I don't even know. I don't even care what the format would be like I, that. We would all be here for that. Like it would be so good. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, I always leave us wanting more with Kelly. And it's a shame that even in this season, when like in the trailer, it showed her like doing a podcast. And so I really thought we would get more Kelly. And so I kind of feel like that was a shame. Yeah. The podcasting kind of just like never happened again. I was really hoping that she would be like narrating the end of every single episode and it was her podcast. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That would have been fun. But I guess that it's just the beauty of Kelly is that you never know what is going to be her shtick that episode. 100%. And yeah. And I do love that. So it's like, I guess I'll just never be happy. I'll never be satisfied because I do love, I love that about Kelly too, that she is kind of a mystery even to her own best friends. But mm-hmm. self, I I would like to see more of Natasha Rothwell, and I would like to see like the bigger girl dating, like see her in the relationships. Yes, exactly. I'm that that was my whole issue because Molly and Issa are objectively some of the hottest people in Hollywood. <laughs> exactly. So of course they get the hottest men. But Kelly's man was very attractive. And yeah. I was, I just wanted to know more. Give me tips, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, yeah. Inspire us, please. Hmm. But yeah. Did you have complaint. any grievances? Um, not enough Kelly is the top of the list. I can't think, I can't think of any other grievances. I really can't. I mean, it's hard to critique a show that made us feel so good and is now over because now I just want to rewatch it and savor it forever. Yeah, totally. Which highly recommend. It's such a fun, sunshiny L.A. show to watch in the gloomy, gloomy January weather, you know? (laughs) Highly recommend. that's true. I may just start it over again. A lot of shows that I got to start over. Got to start Succession over. Got to start Insecure over. We're always starting stuff over. Yeah. At least we're saying we are going to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now we just now we get to watch the uh, documentary that they released. Cannot wait. Sad we couldn't watch it in time to discuss it on here, but mm-hmm. um, I'm sure it's perfect. All right. On to Dickinson. Which also closed out their series and ended this week. Um, this is an Apple TV Plus show. I remembered last night that I said something brilliant when we talked about it before, which was that if this were on Netflix, people would be losing their minds and everyone would be watching Dickinson and obsessed with it. But since it's like, a random forgotten show on Apple TV plus no one is really watching it. And I was, I was part of the problem too. I was like, can I trust Apple TV plus? And for the most part, I can trust them. Yeah. Weirdly they put out good content for the most part, I guess 
I won't give them a blanket statement. Um, yeah, Dickinson is a show that people begged us to watch, and I'm so glad we finally caved and watched it because now I'm in the camp of begging people to watch it and feeling like no one has been. So this is my call again to all of you to watch Dickinson. It's so fun, and I feel like everyone can enjoy it. I agree. I was just thinking about, I was like appreciating as I was finishing season three, I was like, I just appreciate how like weird this show is and like, it's just weird, unapologetically weird, but also accessible and Mm -hmm. like has characters that are like, they seem straightforward and then they're actually complex. Like I, I, something that I, it's intriguing about like Emily's dad how it's like sometimes he really is a total sweetie and then it's like at the core of it is he though like he's actually kind of bad but he's but Mm -hmm. he's not just bad because he really does like he does protect his weird family you know like it's really Mm -hmm. it's just interesting like the choices they make with some of the characters like they're just not afraid to just make complex choices and also like it's really not realistic but it also is realistic in that way Mm-hmm. It was fascinating. I've, I was actually reading um, like the Emily Dickinson Wikipedia page and I was actually <laughs> shocked at how many things really are true. Really? Yeah. Like obviously ton, like there's really obviously things that aren't fact or like at all uh, true to the time, especially like the way they talk. But like, do I care about that? No, I like it. It's fun. No, that's fun. But like different, like down to like the Higginson guy is real and um, like just things about the family and like, it was just really interesting. Highly recommend if you're just want to do some light, 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 light research like me, <laughs> spend some time on the Emily Dickinson Wikipedia page. <laughs> but I was like I impressed. Will. I was or like, I'll wow, it's so interesting. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I'm down. Yeah, I I feel like it is I like that what you said that it's like weird but it's still like accessible because like there are so many parts about it that like if someone were to tell me about what the show is and like the the ways that it's done I would be like not interested. Like um how there are like parts that are like very unrealistic like how she like meets with death and like um goes into the future or like stuff like that but those are some of my favorite episodes or like scenes are when she's having those out-of-body experiences and also all the cameos are also so fun and there really is just like no other show to compare it to which I think is really interesting and fun as well yeah it's like I don't before I watched this I didn't really know anything about Emily Dickinson at all I knew she was like Mm-hmm. reclusive um which is really interesting in the finale you finally get a glimpse of her actually doing that mm-hmm. um like when she refused she would like never came outside of her room to meet that guy which made me really sad but mm-hmm. like that's it's true like she she did and she had lots of it's like it's something that was interesting that i learned on wikipedia it's like she had lots of friends and all I ever heard was that she like was wrote poetry alone in her room and never came out of her like you know what I mean like she was agoraphobic mm-hmm. or something. Well, that's something interesting because 
I should, I mean, I should look at the Wikipedia page because I didn't even know that she was like very reclusive. And like in the final episode, I was so frustrated. I was like, why aren't any of her family members going up and asking her like, hey, what's up? What are you doing up here? Come downstairs. You have a visitor. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was sad. But I guess that makes sense that they were like trying to prove that point. Yeah. I like that better. Yeah. I, that was something else. It's like, um, the very final scene when she's on that beach, because I had just, I, it was like, it was one of those weird things where I was like, wow, I'm actually glad that I read this. Cause I literally didn't know anything. It talked a lot about how like in her later life, which I don't, I couldn't tell you how old she was by later, what later life actually means really. But she only wore a white dress ever later in her life. And she had a dog and like those were like two defining features of like the second part of her life when she was this mysterious figure who like even friends would come over and like no one ever saw her again. She would like talk to them on the other side of a door and stuff like it's really mm-hmm. interesting and it's not necessarily it's I feel like if pe- maybe people didn't really care about this show because they thought it would be more like that kind of stuff or something. Mm hmm. But it's like she wasn't always like that. It's just it was just really yeah. interesting. She I it honestly did make me want to learn more about the real Emily Dickinson because like it seemed like it kind of captured kind of her vibe actually. Like she really did like really was an eccentric person, but she did have a lot of friends and she probably did have a romantic relationship with her brother's wife and like all this stuff, but she also did Mm -hmm. have a good relationship with her family for the most part. And so it's just really, Mm -hmm. I don't know, really it left me with a lot of questions, but like real life questions about this real person, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Wow. I love that. I really loved in the final, I think it was the final episode, but now I watched it all so fast that I can't remember. Yeah. But where um, their one friend is leaving for to go to war and she like comes over to her brother's house and like starts the party and they're just like all partying. Yes. And I really loved that. It was really special. It was awesome. And a very fun moment. And it really felt in a way like, like they were saying goodbye to their friend, but there really was kind of a vibe of like goodbye in general. It's really, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really interesting. Mm. Yeah. Do you have anything you wish that would have happened or would have been done differently on this show? Um, Yeah, I guess let's air some grievances. My one grievance is that I, I, especially in this last season, I was very bothered by Sue. I, I liked Sue earlier in the show and Mm -hmm. it felt like Sue's character was like, uh, unnecessarily selfish and really unfairly um, critical of Emily and not in a way that like kind of made sense for what was going on like I know she was under a lot of stress but it felt like it kind of maybe if I rewatched the whole thing it, I would see more clues to this but it felt like Sue was like really she was like well I hate your whole family and I hate this and like I hate when you write poems for other people and oh I, you should only write poems for me and like how dare you help your sister who like Sue was also friends with like, and you, you should just spend time with me. And Emily's like, I'm like trying to better myself and you're married to my brother. Like 
you put me in a in a tough spot you know so i i feel like a lot of that kind of bothered me because i felt like yes yeah, who like i feel like she would like manipulate her uh emily into being like all she would do is be like your poems are just for me and then get mad at her for sharing them with other people. But then Sue would go behind her back and share the poems with other people. And it yes. was just like this endless cycle. And that was their whole relationship. 100% agree. And like, I wanted to root for Emily and Sue because I think that is extremely an interesting idea that they're in love in this time, but Sue has to be married. Like, it's just, it's really interesting. Very and complicated. It's very complicated. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like very based. Like there are, it's like there's lots of evidence that it was like really happening. But I just felt like they made weird choices with Sue and like I could not root for Sue. I felt, I was like, I wish Emily were free of you because you're mean to her. (laughs) And I love Emily. I thought, I love Haley Steinfeld in this show. I think she's so cute and so weird and interesting. And I just like, I, I love that she, like, loves this weird family of hers, but also sees their flaws. You know, like, I just, I feel like she's mm-hmm. so good, and I, I wish that the, they'd written the character Sue better. Like, match, a better match for Emily, personally. Um, I agree. Um, however, I will say a highlight of the last season was Sue reading that letter as her child, as her baby in that oh, baby yeah. voice. <laughs> I think that was one of the funniest things that happened on the season. That was okay. That's so true. I actually, I actually feel like in the very, in the finale, Sue kind of redeemed herself because she's like, I thought she was going to sabotage, um, the soldier guy that came to visit Emily, but she was actually like, Oh Mm -hmm. no, like this guy can really help Emily. And I was like, okay, now you're supportive. But I actually, yeah, Sue, Mm -hmm. That part was so funny, and that's a perfect example of something so weird that happened that was like, mm-hmm. oh, they're just really doing that? Okay, cool. Like, it was so <laughs> funny. He's like, do it in the voice. <laughs> like, made them all sit through that. <laughs> it was so funny. Actually, now that, not to, like, harp go too deep on this, but I actually feel like it made me think that I actually prefer Sue when she and Austin are kind of in a good place, and I think that that... Agree. That uh, dynamic is interesting if, like, she does love Austin and Emily. Like, that's actually really interesting. And so I didn't I didn't really love when Sue just kind of hated everyone. Well, yeah, because that's the time where she felt the most manipulative and angry at Emily was when her relationship with Austin was, the, was at its worst. Which, I mean, I guess would probably happen in real life, possibly, but very interesting um my only other grievance is that i i feel like we didn't get closure on lavinia and i want lavinia to have her own spinoff i really love her agree she was wow that girl that actress is so funny and sweet and cute and again like a pretty complex character because she does want the conventional life like she wants to get married and she wants to be a mother but she also, mm-hmm. like, loves and respects Emily. Like, there were just a lot of... I almost wish this season could be a little bit longer. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I I could have had at least two more episodes. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, it's what the show would have deserved. But I also... It's three, like, dreamy seasons, you know? It's just kind of a gem. Mm-hmm. So... No slumps. 
yeah i respect with i respect it but yeah again yeah. also not enough jane jane uh krakowski totally in the last season i agree but the times that she has shown are really <laughs> really good there was something she i couldn't i can't even remember specifically there's some moments with her that make you just laugh out loud she's so funny what mm-hmm. a joy um all right is that it yeah i think that's it that's it an hour in <laughs> <laughs> that's all (laughs) that's all i mean i'm sure we could think of plenty more yeah um two great closings to two great shows sad to see them go but also we love it we're happy for them um who's your crush of the weeks (laughs) crush of the weeks Mm, i have to give it up to molly from insecure aka yvonne orgy i feel like literally she's always like she and lawrence are always kind of like the second most important storylines of insecure after Issa. Mm-hmm. but this season it was just really magical seeing molly like confront things about herself and go through a lot like she had a, a lot of really sad times this season with her mom's health but also like going through like the hardest things, but also like really finding herself and finding love, like actual good supportive love and being in an, like seeing her in Issa, it was just magical. And I just worship her. Great answer. And I'll say Issa because, uh, I mean, I love their love, but also she, I, I love where she ends up like being like very confident in what she's doing and like making choices for herself. Uh, I already said confident, but confidently. (laughs) And, um, I also, I'm going to miss like her mirror chats with herself. Yes. Um, those are done so well and she is just so funny and yeah, I'm very proud of her. Like as if she is a real friend to me and I got to watch her, grow into this beautiful lady (laughs) (laughs) Uh, wow (sighs) i hate myself it's just so true it's true uh thank you for listening happy new year bye bye